Where in hell can you go? Far from the things that you know Far from the sprawl of concrete that keeps crawling its way About a thousand miles a day Take one last look behind Commit this to memory and mind Don't miss this wasteland This terrible place When you leave Keep your heart off your sleeve Motherland Guppy Productions present the last episode in the current series of From Colchester to Sulawesi, written for Cold Radio by Phil Boast and Paula Larcher. Episode 26, The Journey's End. An early departure, the usual long hours at Heathrow, and then about 13 hours in the air, sleeping as much as possible, eating airline food, and watching movies that I don't remember much about afterwards. The best thing for me is the music channel, catching up with or revisiting 70s music, and somehow, as they always do, the air miles and hours pass until we touch down at Changi Airport, Singapore. This is where it all started, in Clark Quay, over a couple of beers. An idea and a shared conviction that something had to be done, that we had to stop going back to our comfortable life in England with its assured and predictable future. We have a new future now, much less assured and much less predictable, which could either end in disaster or elevate our lives far above the mundane. Our own particular and collective human condition will, from now on, be subject to very different external influences. It's two years, more or less, since we first set foot in Bahowo, and exchanged a look which confirmed what both of us were thinking, that here would be the place where we would start again, and take ourselves, our lives and our love into a new dimension. We've lived through the agony and the ecstasy, through the doubt and all the drunken evenings in Colchester. But all of that must be put behind us now. From now on, we have to try to make this work. And all of our combined effort, emotion and intellect must be channeled into that one ambition. And it's whatever it takes. We'll have to fight. Of that, we're as good as certain now. The Oni situation will have to be resolved one way or the other, and we'll have to use the friends and contacts which we have thus far made to achieve that resolution. For now, though, we leave the family in the air-conditioned comfort of the airport, go out onto the sunflower terrace and into the heat and humidity of the Singaporean day for strong coffee and cigarettes and a bit of mutual reassurance. 
We had a plan that we would have a holiday with the family and then have a month or so to get the lodge exactly as we want it, get acclimatised to the heat and generally get ourselves ready to receive our first guests. Our staff, which are still just Neoman, Aris and Sulcha, have no experience with dealing with guests from Europe or from wherever they may first come, so a bit of training or at least advice will be needed and we'll need to be on hand to make sure everything runs smoothly. And then, last night, Phil spoke to Oni. The swimming pool's done, and by the way, there are already guests at the lodge. A couple and a man travelling alone, all of them French. They were sent from the dive centre, despite our making it clear that we weren't taking guests yet. Sulcher's buying the food and cooking breakfast and evening meals. Aris is driving them to and from the dive centre, and Neoman's cleaning the rooms. So that plan didn't work then, and now we'll have to go straight into host and hostess mode when we get there. Despite his supposed role as the Indonesian representative of our business, Oni isn't at the lodge, which about sums up his increasingly tenuous link to what we're hoping and trying to achieve. So quite how the staff and guests are communicating, we're not sure. Aris speaks a passable sort of English, and Neoman's getting the hang of it, but even so, we're not sure. In any case, our new lives, it would seem, have started without us, and we'll have to do a swift room reallocation so that the family all have somewhere to sleep. The guests will have taken two rooms. Mummy and Janet will want their own rooms, so the rest of us will be sharing two rooms, one of which is a family room, and the other is our room, which is big enough for more than just us, so we'll work it out somehow. But we hadn't expected to have to think about this so early on. But still, Bahoo Lodge is a guest house. So guests must, of course, be welcome, even if we weren't expecting them just yet. Whilst on the plane, I've been further contemplating some of the ethical issues surrounding our moving to the village. We're employing village people, of course, and we've given work to a lot of people during the last two years of construction, so the benefits of what we've done so far are clear enough. But there's more to it than that. We want the village to be a part of the whole thing in the longer term, in as much as we want our guests to enjoy the fact of staying in a traditional Indonesian village, 
as opposed to staying in a hotel where the only contact with locals is having them serve at table and so on. So we intend that the village be attractive to tourists without turning it into a tourist attraction. And there's a fine line to be negotiated. There is a well-used adage that observing something tends to change the way it behaves. And we don't in any way want to change the way that folk in Bohowo go about their lives. An example of this is the very old and traditional Masampa singing, which we've only heard once because we asked the villagers to sing some of their songs for us, which they were pleased to do, and the village has a well-established Masampa group. Traditionally, the songs would be sung by fishermen, so there are a lot of songs about fishing, but there are also love songs and glory songs in praise of God. We are sure that some of our guests in the future will want to hear the singing, and the people, both men and women, sing with beautiful voices, but we don't want this to turn into singing for the tourists, which is effectively what it would be, so we're treading a fine line again. We will change the lives of the village people, of that there is no doubt, and we mean well, but I've also often heard it said that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We still aim to build a clinic and buy a minibus and educate the children to give them opportunities that their parents never had. So all of that we think goes on the plus side of the balance sheet. But there has to be a balance and it's something which we'll have to think quite carefully about as time goes on. The world is getting ever smaller and none of what we have done or are about to do would have been possible even a few years ago before the advent of regular and affordable long-haul flights, the internet and scuba diving becoming a hobby sport available to anyone aside from specialists. This is all well and good but with it comes responsibilities. We don't intend to ride roughshod over other people's culture, tradition or beliefs. It's something which we've talked about from the very beginning we are invaders, in a way, and we wish to be benign invaders, at worst, or at least keep any damage that we do to a minimum. And now, in a small way, the invasion has begun. One more flight to go. Three and a half hours, more or less, until we touch down at Sam Ratulangi Airport, Monado, where Aris will be waiting for us, even if Oni probably won't be. We'll need two cars, at least. But we know some of the airport taxi drivers by now, so that shouldn't be a problem. This is always the worst part of the journey. It's a fairly short flight, but we're tired. It always feels like adding insult to injury after the long haul. And Phil hasn't had much of a birthday so far. But at least it will end in a special place. And we'll be doing some celebrating later. We're emigrating, in a way. But it's never really felt like that. And I'm looking forward to seeing our friends again. Neoman, Melda, Aris and Sulcha, Einstein and little Sebastian, Marvellous Marwin, all of the Mrs. Fishes, and everyone who's been so much a part of our new lives, which are just about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This is the captain speaking. Uh, just about ready to depart. We should be away on schedule in the next couple of minutes or so. We're going to a mad place. A place of random, sometimes inexplicable events. And from now on, we'll be living the madness 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we're ready for it, I think. Forget predictable. 
Forget knowing what's going to happen next week or tomorrow or even in the next few minutes. That's gone now. That was our first and other life. And as the plane taxis to the runway, we smile at each other. And we both know what we're smiling about. We take off into the bright tropical sky and hold hands because it feels like the right thing to do. If the last two years have been a journey, then that journey's nearly over. And we both now have a shared and unspoken sense that wherever we go from here, our journey is just about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, very shortly we'll be ready for departure. So all your mobile phones and electronic devices should be switched off. Please make sure your seatbelt is now fastened and do make yourself comfortable. Thank you. hell can you go far from the things that you know far from the sprawl of concrete that keeps crawling its way about a thousand miles a day take one last look behind with this to memory and mind Don't miss this wasteland This terrible place When you leave Keep your heart off your sleeve Motherland Cradle me Close my eyes Lullaby me to sleep Stay beside me, don't go Don't you go Oh, my five and dime queen Tell me what have you seen Lost and the avarice, the bottomless, the cavernous green Is that what you see, oh, motherland? Cradle me, close my eyes, lullaby me to sleep. Keep me safe, lie with me, stay beside me, don't go. It's your happiness. Most of all And for that I'd do anything at all Oh, mercy me If you want the best of it Or the most of all If there's anything I can do at all And that was the last episode of the current series of From Colchester to Sulawesi. Phil and Paula will be back with more of their adventures at Bahoo Lodge 
later in the year. Big Bag of Onions is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.